0: Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and it's now October. And with that, we got some horror films for audiences and scares for some studios. Let's get to the domestic top five. Opening in first place for Paramount is the horror movie Smile with 22 million. With that, don't worry darling, dropped to second place with 7.3 million. For a total of 32.8 million. The Woman King came in third place with 7 million for a total of 46.7 million. Fourth place was Bros from Universal, which opened with 4.8 million. And in fifth place, the Avatar re release made 4.69 million, bringing its overall total to 779 million. Also, shout out to Bullet Train. While it did come in 8th place with $1.4 million, it did finally pass the $100 million milestone, with its total now at $101.3 million. So let's talk about the success story first, and that is Paramount with Smile. The original horror movie was made for around $17 million, and prior to having great test screenings, was meant to be a Paramount Plus film. After strong test screenings with audiences, the studio switched gears and moved it to a theatrical release, which is now paying off. It also got the biggest domestic opening since Bullet Train, back in the beginning of August. So how did it happen? Well, first off, horror films usually do good money at the box office. But what made this stand out was for two reasons. First, it's gotten good reviews, sitting at a solid 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Second, and what I think helped the most, was the marketing campaign. Paramount hired people to sit at sporting events and smile throughout the game, this led to people noticing on TV, taking a picture, and then talking about it on social media. This was a very unique way in promoting a movie, and I tip my hat to the marketing team here. That was a great move. Now, for the failure of the weekend, and that was Bros. The first gay rom com from a major studio debuted to less than $5 million. On top of that, the film was made for around $22 million, so unless there is a strong demand for the film internationally, Then it will lose money. It's a shame because review-wise it did great with critics. I think part of the issue here is that the stars of the film are not big stars. I do respect them for hiring actors who are gay, but as we are seeing with Ticket to Paradise and The Lost City, you need big stars to get people to go out and watch rom-coms. That seems to be the thing now. This was not that. Hopefully, it'll do better on Pika. For China, we did get a small boost in the box office thanks to National Day Weekend. Opening in first place is Homecoming with $62.9 million. In second place was Ordinary Hero, which opened to $9 million. Dropping in third place was Give Me Five with $5.1 million for a total of $55.7 million. Fourth place was a new animated film, New Happy Dad and Son 5, My Alien Friend. With 3.7 million. And fifth place was Steel Will, which opened to 2.5 million. So, yes, this was the best weekend in a while for the Chinese box office, but it's still down quite a lot compared to National Day weekend. You know, National Day weekend last year, we had the battle at Lake Chang'e, which opened to $203 million. So, you know, compared to last month or two, doing great. Compared to last this time last year, not so much. Still, we will see if these films can hold on well and still make decent money taking a look at international numbers smile also debuted internationally making 14.5 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 36.5 million dollars ticket to paradise made another 9.4 million for a international total of 45.3 million the avatar re-release made 12.3 million bringing its re-release total to 58.1 million don't worry darling made 6.4 million for a total of 54.7 million worldwide. The Woman King made $2.1 million for a total of $50.6 million. Dollars. See How They Run is at $16.3 million and Bullet Train is at $235.2 million worldwide. Moving on to news in Hollywood, we start with an update to Robert Eggers' Noa Sasu film. Deadline has the conclusive on this, and that is Nicholas Holt is looking to join the film. It is not clear what character Holt will play as Bill Skarsgård is playing the lead role. I think Holt is a great actor, so for me as as someone who is already looking forward to the film, uh, I'm simply just looking forward to it more. In another exclusive update from Deadline, they are reporting that Shailene Woodley is set to join Dumb Money, the film about the GameStop stock, uh, already has a solid cast of Seth Rogen, uh, Sebastian Stan, Paul Thano, and Pete Davidson. Filming is already underway. For new movies in development, Jared Leto is looking to play Carl Lagerfield, a famous fashion designer, in a biopic. This is in very early stages as they're still looking to talk to people about making the film. You know, find a director, find a writer, who's gonna who's gonna fund it. Uh, right now, it will be produced by Leto and Emma Ludbrook's production company, Paradox. I feel like if this film actually gets made, it's gonna go to a streamer. Some people obviously know who Carl Lagerfield is, but Is there enough interest to turn that into box office cash? I don't think so. Focus Features has gotten the rights to Inside, a psychological thriller starring Willem Dafoe. The film is about an art thief who gets stuck in his penthouse after a heist goes wrong. It's set to come out March 10th of next year, with Focus Features handling distribution in the United States and Canada, while Universal International handles it everywhere else. I'm a fan of Dafoe, and the plot itself does sound interesting, so I'm actually looking forward to this. I think it could be a solid hit. Small update on Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Production has started with filming underway in Australia. Still set to come out sometime in 2024. I would assume a summer release. In an exclusive from Deadline, Legendary has gone ahead and bought the rights to fight fast. Right now it's just a script written by Chris Sparling and is apparently about a high concept take on underground fighting. Part of the reason Legendary moved fast on it is that it could have franchise potential. Other work from chris farling includes writing the script for greenland and the desperate hour another studio buying a film adaptation another deadline exclusive this one is fairy tale a book recently released from stephen king quite a few studios were interested in buying the rights to it but in the end universal was able to seal the deal one thing about the adaptation and it looks like it came with the rights to it is that paul greengrass is signed on to direct the film it looks like universal's relationship with the director thanks to the Bourne franchise Uh, helped in getting the deal done. It'll be a while, though, for the film to be made and come out, but if you're Universal, this is a solid get. Over the last few years, it's been mostly Warner Brothers with the Stephen King adaptations, so now Universal can get in on it, and who knows? If it's a hit, there may be a potential franchise. In the third straight exclusive from deadline, we now know who will write Avengers Secret Wars. They are reporting that Michael Walden is set to write the screenplay for the film, he previously worked on Loki season one and wrote the screenplay for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I think if given the time to write out and review the script, he is a solid choice. Personally, I think Loki is one of the stronger Marvel shows, and for the most part, through Doctor Strange, it was good plot wise, though there couldn't have been more character development for Doctor Strange. You know, I'm not saying it's perfect. So this, this is a whole different beast though. With having now to write for multiple characters in a film that will probably be close to three hours. Uh, it's going to be a challenging task for him, but uh, I think he's up for it. Looking at release dates, Universal has set a date for another M. Night Shyamalan film set to come out April 5th, 2024. This will be his next film after his upcoming one, Knock at a Cabin, comes out next February. As of now, that is the only film set to be released that weekend, so not much to say uh, regarding potential competition. We also got release dates from Lionsgate for next year. The Expendables 4 will come out September 22nd next year. And there's a comedy called About My Father set to come out May 26th. It'll be counter-programming to The Little Mermaid on Memorial Day weekend. Another comedy, which will be from Adele Lim, will come out June 23rd next year. And we got the big news for Netflix and theaters. Netflix and major theater Change were able to make a deal. And Glass Onion will play in theaters around the country. Yes, this includes AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. And now while theater chains are on board, it will not be a proper wide release. With the terms of the agreement, the film will play in 600 theaters across both America and Canada. Netflix will also not be releasing box office numbers, so we won't know how well or bad it did. As to how it'll be released, well, it gets a bit weird. It'll be released in theaters from November 23rd to the 29th. Then, there will be a blackout period until the film will be released on Netflix, December 23rd. Netflix, on their side, is billing this more as a sneak preview of the film and not, oh, here's another way to watch it. They clearly still want you to see it at home. So while this is a big deal, it does feel like Netflix is dragging its feet on this. From one week release to it not even being in a few thousand theaters, not releasing numbers, you know, from the outside looking in, this kind of seemed like, fine, fine. Do it. Just shut up. Now, not clear if this is to Ryan Johnson, or I think maybe more likely, maybe there's a battle between executives at the company. You know, their stock's been down a bit. Looking for ways for revenue, they're going to be, you know, launching an ad tier. Maybe some people are saying, "Hey, why not do a 30-day window? Let's make a couple hundred million dollars, right? An extra hundred million, two hundred million dollars. Then put it on the streamer. Why not?" And then it's clearly, there are some people being like, "No." We can't do that. So I think this was the... uh, They met in the middle for this one. And also, if this is how they meet in the middle, it's not clear if other releases like this down... There'll be other releases like this down the road. Like, will The Gray Man 2 get a proper, somewhat proper release like this? Um, I doubt their Oscar contending films will do so. So it's going to be interesting if reports come out on how this deal was done. But I think on the theater side, they are down for anything as long as it is shown before it goes to streaming. But hey, for me, I'm happy as now I get a chance to see it in theaters. For trailers, we did get quite a few this week. First, from Universal, we got two. One for Violent Night, which looks to be like John Wick is Santa Claus Saving the Day. It stars David Harbour as Santa Claus and comes out December 2nd. Nintendo also had an event for Super Mario Bros. movie from Illumination, which will be distributed by Universal and showed off the first trailer for it. For the most part, it looks fantastic. Just going by animation, some of Illumination's best work. Only downside is Chris Pratt's voice as Mario, which is basically just his voice with a slight accent. Not sure how that will be for an entire movie, but okay. And the last trailer we got was for Marvel Studios and Disney with the second trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Film still looks good and comes out November 11th with tickets now available for opening weekend. If you plan on going then, I recommend getting them sooner rather than later. Got a bit going on in VOD Premium this week, and we will start with Apple, as they have confirmed Emancipation will come out this year. The Will Smith film, directed by Anton Fucà will be released in theaters on December 2nd, with it going to Apple TV Plus the following week on December 9th. They also released a trailer for it, so this will be the big movie Apple will push for the Oscars and it's going to be an awkward campaign if I remember right Will Smith can be nominated it's the win best actor but he would not be allowed to attend the event uh, so someone would have to accept the award on his behalf besides that possible issue this looks to be a solid Oscar film and will likely get a few nominations in an exclusive from Deadline about a film I don't think many were asking for uh The Animal 2 might be in development. The first one is a Rob Schneider film, released back in 2001, a Deadline is reporting Rob Schneider himself has co-written a script for the sequel and will star in it. As for who is making it, well, it's for Tubi. That's right, if everything works out, the film will at least initially be a Tubi exclusive, Tubi is owned by Fox, and a report says this hinges on Fox closing a deal with production company Revolution. If so, it'll be greenlit and it'll move ahead. Now Tubi has made some original movies already, this is not new, and obviously the idea is to get more people to use the service. More people using it means more ad money and more income. But unless they spend a decent amount making and advertising the film, I don't think people will even know it'll be out there whenever they do release it. If I was them, I'd be focused on a strong marketing push to get people to know that what Tubi is, how to use it, and highlight the animal too being some of the exclusive content they have. Small update on Peacock during an interview with CNBC, NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell said that Peacock is now up to 15 million subscribers and 30 million active users. This is an increase from the 13 million they had at the end of the second quarter. Well it is an improvement it ain't much so hopefully when third quarter earnings come around they got some better numbers. Switching to Netflix as they are growing their development of Middle Eastern content. This includes two films made with Saudi Arabian studio. Telfinaz 11. The first is called The Matchmaker and the second is called Alkat Plus. For TV shows, they are working on Dubai Bling, following self-made rich people in Dubai, a equate show called The Exchange. Assuming these films and shows help Netflix gain new subscribers in the Middle East over the next few years, expect them to continue to develop more content. And now that it's been out for a week, the Marilyn Monroe film Blonde debuted in second place in Netflix's top 10. Considering both the bad reviews and poor word of mouth, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, that 32% audience score, yikes. I think it's safe to assume this one will drop out of the top 10 quicker than normal. For new movies out there is Mr. Harrigan's Phone. It's based off a short story of the same name by Stephen King. and stars Jaden Martell and Donald Sutherland. It's available on Netflix. And if you're looking for horror, the latest Hellraiser film is out on Hulu. And that is it for this episode of Box Officer Seats. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.